0: Yes. A few questions, let's get to know you a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, you brought Brooklyn. Yes, but my beautiful uh, wife. you've been married for how long? Uh, 2.8 years.
1: Wow, yeah. congratulations.
0: Point yeah. 0.8. What is point 0.8 of a year?
1: Well, I was just like, I'm, I know it's Anyone longer than out? two and a half, okay. and I know it's not three yet, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so I'm like, 2.8 two right. seems you, safe. If anyone's
0: Facebook stalked you, you've got some pretty interesting wedding photos. Do I? Yeah, are they in the
1: ocean or something? Oh, were they, yeah. Were they wedding yeah. photos? Yes, They're they were. are cool. Yes. I was actually like freaking out then because I'm like, I actually don't... I haven't <laughs> been on Facebook for like two years. And I was like, hang on, what photos are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
0: All right. I'm old-fashioned. Okay. 2.8
1: 2. 2. 8 years. 2.8 years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you do to relax? Dude, I, um, I love the beach. I love eating. I love... Um, I love travelling. Like, I love coming to Tasmania. This is one of my favourite places to relax. and. We have food.
0: At. We have beaches, although...
1: Yes, you do. Wine Glass y- Bay. They're good to so look at. so beautiful. They're, yeah.
0: They're good to look at. Um, okay. Favourite TV show? I know the answer to this, so that's why I, Do you? Well, it, hopefully it's the same. Okay, well... It might have changed. There's a few, few favourite TV shows. You've but watched 30-something seasons of it? Yeah,
1: Survivor. <laughs> Survivor, there you go. I've watched 36 seasons of Survivor. It's pretty sad.
0: Anyone else? Survivor fan? Ruth is. Aaron? Hey, you hear me. And do you know
1: what? This is like, sounds so dumb, but do you know Ozzy on Survivor? He follows me on Instagram. (laughs) Like, the day that he followed me, I was like, oh my goodness. And Brooklyn's like, who is this guy? And I'm like, dude, it's so cool. He's like the best player there's ever been. So anyway, that's my only claim to fame. Sorry, guys. Cool.
0: Alright, for those, for those who know him, let's welcome Josh Fair to team night via FaceTime. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad you're wearing a shirt. Um,
1: <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so uh, favourite food? Uh, it'll be a throw up between acai and pasta. What's that first one? Acai, acai.
0: Do we I have that in Tasmania?
1: <laughs> 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 like the purple Japanese, fruit? It? Oh, it's no? like Brazilian. It's like a <gasps> Brazilian fruit. Like a like. A, okay. Oh, uh, okay. It's like that right. purple. Okay. You'll see it now. You'll be yeah. around. You'll see yeah, this purple yeah. okay. kind of sorbet.
0: <laughs> I'm so cultured. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and last one. Favorite movie of Ooh. all time.
1: All time would have to be it Twister.
0: Twister? It is Whoa.
1: the best movie. Whoa, wow. And the cow that flies past. That Dude. was my favourite point. And, like, <laughs> this, is, this is really, like, maybe embarrassing, but I used to watch it with the fans on because I wanted the full experience. <laughs> like I did. Yes! And, um, and I, f- I followed this website that was, like, trying to petition for Twister 2, and everyone signed on except Helen Hunt... Which is the main Aww. actress and then Bill Paxton died and I'm like Aww. it's never gonna happen. Never
0: gonna happen. I don't know. Anyway.
1: <laughs> Does any has anyone seen Twister or is it just me? Okay. Has anyone seen Twister with the fans? If you on. haven't, <laughs> if you haven't, go home, get a fan, watch it. <laughs> How do you watch Sharknado? Oh <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: How okay, so uh, you work at Hillsong with Hillsong. Yes. How long have you been doing that for?
1: Twelve years. Twelve years? Yeah. Wow. And what did you do before? Um, I actually worked at this radio station and I used to drive a car and give out promotional product, pro- products. <laughs> it's such a silly oh, job. They paid me so well and I'd work yeah. four hours a day. <laughs> Sorry, four hours. <laughs> and like seriously, I, they would all I'd have to go is to drive to this one spot, be there for 10 minutes, drive the next spot, 10 minutes, do it for four hours and they'd pay me a full day. I'm like, this is the best job ever. That's a good deal. Yeah. Anyone looking for a job? (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. um, Your official title is communications and art director.
1: Yeah. Roughly right. (laughs) What does that? What does that mean? So basically, um, to sum it up, it's like an internal design and advertising studio for Hillsong. So advertising in terms of like church life and. You know, Easter and things like that, we consider that kind of advertising because we go outside the four walls. And then albums and conferences, everything visual that you see out of Hillsong, branding, design, comes out of my incredible team. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. And we might hear uh, some of this stuff, I suppose. I've got another question, but it involves me walking over to that side. Go for it. Yeah. When I hold up this, we, we think... Oh, what a beautiful album! Great songs, you know. Awesome looking cover. It's really cool, you know. Inspiring. Uh, it's so awesome. What are you, What are you thinking right now when you look at that,
1: dude? Um, like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like I, it feels like a like a, a victory award because like the, some albums take a long time, and that one in particular was tough, man. So, um. It feels really good, and it's it's funny when you say that because people see your creative work and they're like, "Wow!" Like, blah, blah blah, must have been so easy. But as creatives, there's always a backstory, you know. And so um, that is was it, a lot right of sleepless there were like nights. Five hundred yeah. odd versions yep. of that yep. before that one. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah, there was. Wow. Five hundred. Wow. So yeah. Whoo. Um.
0: Okay, one or two more. Uh what's the hardest project your team has ever done, do you think? Is that it or is there hardest. something even harder?
1: Yeah, there's been a there's been a like all projects that you have to there's a push through. Yeah. It's actually our um, foundation giving. It's almost like the snakes come out to make it hard. Like when we create that, it's 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 really hard for some reason. It's always trying to get the things across the line in church life. So our, our foundation giving is like everything we do for aid and development around the world. Mm. And for some reason, it's just one of the hardest things to pull off. Mm. And so, yeah, that, every year, that's the hardest one. Hey, babe. Yep. Yeah. Um, most enjoyable project? Cross equals yeah, love, for sure. Cross equals like, love. It's Has everyone seen,
0: kind of know roughly what that is?
1: Yeah, basically, it's it's like a branding, like we it's like advertising for Jesus. And so it's just a highlight to be a part of creating a campaign that goes out with the gospel. And so, yeah, it's it's, it's a thrill.
0: Yeah, you've seen it, social media, in the sky, on the beach, um, sort of in fireworks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another day. <laughs> <laughs> Try that again next time. Um, all right, what are you working on at the moment? What's the big current project? Um,
1: so I'm working on conference campaign for 2019. Mm-hmm. So we're launching that in about 6 weeks and um, the younger free albums about to drop in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's one. exciting. Yeah. And yeah, uh, bits and pieces like general church kind of items you guys might not be able, you've probably seen emails from businesses or companies or churches around the world where it's like your privacy policy. I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. That's been a headache. Because they've basically changed the laws, so we have to get everyone to resubscribe. But it's just a huge job to do. So, that's one of the biggest things we've been doing at the moment, which isn't exciting.
0: (laughs) Well, Sometimes you have to do
1: that. Yes, I know. It's not exciting. What's the word?
0: Unexciting? Is that a word?
1: (laughs) Boring. (laughs) I would say boring. (laughs) That's that's a better word. That's accurate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, we're going to hear more from Jay right now, so let's give him a warm welcome. Awesome. Thanks, guys.
1: I'm just going to get my little laptop. It's so good to be here. Your church is um, absolutely incredible. Ben walked me through today, and to be honest, I was super inspired by you guys because, hang on, let me just get this going. Might have to help me, Ben. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, super inspiring because you know um, that's the thing that's amazing. I think about the church around the world is there's so many colors and angles and different ways that the church does church, and it's in super inspiring what you guys do with you know the the cars for the people in need and um, you know just the way that this is like a hub for community. So don't ever take for granted what you guys have because in terms of our world and where, where we are, a lot of our churches are in big capital cities and to have a complex that you guys have like this, like it's actually by the favor of God to be able to shape something and have space. And like you you told me today, like a few of the ideas, it was just like, oh, I have $100 and I have no an idea. And they're like, go for it. Like that is such an incredible gift that you have. And i encourage you as creatives, like, like harness that. Like if you have this space, like, you know, even more, more room to be creative and to, anyway, it's amazing, but um, thank you for having me, Ben and Chantel, and your church has been so lovely to me, I'm a big fan of the Fair family, Josh and Claire are one of my bestest friends, I don't know if anyone knows them, so it's an honor to be with you. Um, But yeah, so just as we quickly talked about, Ben um, explained briefly in his questions, but um, yeah, I'm the communications art director at Hillsong, and I know that's a kind of interesting term, but really, I'm just a creative on team, and if you don't know who Hillsong is, it's it really, like, I know that you might see Hillsong in terms of its scale and its music, but it really started as a local church with 40 people, and I don't even think our pastors can fathom what God has done, and I think sometimes you can look at it from the outside and go, wow, like, they must, you know, must have had the best marketing strategy. They must, must have had the best name this, name that. But it didn't start like that. Like, it actually started with people who were faithful, that trusted God, that were willing to give their best. And it's by the grace of God. And um, it's been an incredible journey to be part of. And so just briefly, like, some of the things we get to be involved in is some of the album artwork that maybe some of you have seen. Um, I feel like sometimes my team is the people that... Um, take the heart of different things and try and make it visual and communicate what the heart and the message is of maybe an album or the church. And so um, that's really what our job is. And it's 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 a phenomenal thing to be a part of. And Cross Eagles Love, some of you may have heard of it. I'm going to talk a bit about it a little bit later. But again, like, our heart really is to make Jesus famous. Like, our heart is not to just make albums to make money, uh, or things like that, our our heart really is to see Jesus glorified across the earth. And um, so, yeah, so I hope today, um, in my short time, I can maybe give you a little bit of inspiration, as much as you've inspired me with your amazing facilities and your church. I just hope maybe um, God can speak through me and just, you know, maybe inspire you a little bit in your creativity. And I'm 12 years in the journey, still learning. But, um, yeah, I'll I'll teach you everything I know in the short amount of time. So let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you for this opportunity. I just thank you for this church. I thank you that you love Door of Hope Church. I thank you that you're using Door of Hope. And I pray, Lord, that, um, yeah, today that you would speak to the people in this room, that you would deposit ideas and that you will stir creativity, that it won't be my words, but it will be your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So a few years ago, um, I had the most amazing opportunity to go to China, and I think China is a very interesting place until you go there, and then you kind of get an even different perspective of what it's like, but um, yeah, it's an interesting place, and I was at at these markets, these particular markets, um, and I was walking around, and I'm walking around this place, and I see at the end of this alleyway, I see this shop, and it's selling art, and I love art i love looking at art and so i'm like great i'm gonna go check it out and they had really interesting art they had art like this and it's hard to show um the vibrancy of the art but it was super vibrant and so i was loving it and i was like i even bought some and i'm thinking this art's amazing trying to understand in what the chinese guy is saying to me and trying to find out who the artist is and i found out in a in the broken English, that it was actually propaganda. And I was like, propaganda? I'm like, okay, I think I've heard about that. And the more I looked at it, I'm like, hang on, this is crazy art. Like, And I started to realize that um, it was this propaganda. So I went home to my hotel and I started like researching what propaganda is and the history of it. And I found out that um, this art that they had was basically used to bring in the Communist Party that you know, you hear all these crazy things about China, like the, the one-child policy, and it, this art was what was used to get the whole nation to vote in the, the government. And I remember being so shocked because I was like, how can art change a nation? And it blew my mind. And it blew my mind because at that time, the 90% of the nation was illiterate. They couldn't um, read, so... They understood pictures, and the Communist Party was smart enough to make this art with pictures of rural people being successful and things like that, and it literally changed the nation for evil, and it blew my mind, and I realized in that moment is that creativity is actually so powerful, and the crazy thing about propaganda, when I read about it, it's not actually a negative term, it's neutral. It means to propagate. It means mass advertising. It's, it's to propagate a, a, an idea. It doesn't actually mean negative as we have seen it. And so when I, when I read that, I'm like, wow, if creativity is powerful and we, the church, have the message of hope, we should propagate truth. And as a young guy, you know, starting out in my creative journey, that really has been a pillar that has kind of changed my thinking. Because here you have a nation completely changed for evil, completely destroyed by art. And it made me think, well, what if art, what if creativity could do the opposite? And so today, I'm going to talk about the fact that creativity is powerful. And I hope that it inspires you afresh about what you actually have in in your gift. And I'm not just talking about art. If you're a singer, your gift of singing if you're if you're a preacher, your gift of preaching. If you play an instrument, your gift, it's a gift. And I hope to inspire you about the, pa- the powerful nature of that gift. And when I think about creativity being powerful, I started to think about the Bible. And the Bible's full of times that God has wanted to use people in powerful ways, in creative ways. Like Adam, he named the animals. I know that's like a little thing, but... That's that's a creative task. Like he had to come up with names. And God entrusted him with this powerful, powerful challenge to name the animals. And you think of David with songs. But one of my favorite um, people in the Bible was Bezalel. And a lot of people, when I speak about Bezalel, they're like, who? So, who here has heard of Bezalel? Two, three, four people? Well, as a creative, I think I'm going to introduce you to. Your most favorite person in the Bible. Because when I read about Bezalel and I I heard about who he was and read about commentaries on him, it it literally changed my perspective in in this art and and in creativity. And so let me jump into the word. This is um, the short part of the Bible that talks about Bezalel. It says, the Lord said to Moses, see, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Bezalel was the designer of the Ark of the Covenant. If you don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is, in the Old Testament, before Jesus was here, and before we had the Holy Spirit that dwells here today, the that when when Moses, you know, they were entering the promise into writing the Ten Commandments, and they they were, I I believe, God told Moses to build a a place that he can dwell on earth, like a, a place that God can dwell. And it was an ark, and it was called the Ark of the Covenant. So here is the Ark of the Covenant where God wants to dwell on earth, which I know for us is, not as a crazy concept, but if you think back then, you know, the Holy Spirit wasn't there. It was the Ark of the Covenant, and He was going to dwell there, and He's chosen Bezalel to design it. That, to me, is firstly mind-blowing, because God is God. Like, the God, when you see the sunset, you know, God. When you see stars at night, that's God, but He's chosen a human, Bezalel, to create where He's going to dwell, and to me, that's mind-blowing, that he didn't choose a priest, he didn't choose a pastor, he didn't choose a builder, he didn't choose a top engineer, he chose a simple artist. And the craziest thing is, is Biesler was 13 years old. 13. So I think as artists, if we're going to create from a powerful point of view, if, if we're going to understand the power that we have in creativity, and that where God wants to use us, we we can actually learn a lot from Bezalel. And so today I have five simple points, and if you're taking notes, it's lessons we can learn from Bezalel. And I encourage you, even after this message, read up about this guy, like get some commentary, because he's one of the first creatives in the Bible, and there's so much. And I'm going to share on five small points. And the first one is he was chosen. Uh, It says in Exodus 31, one to two, then the Lord said to Moses, see, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. too fast. He was chosen. My friend, in Launceston tonight, in whatever your gift is, you were actually chosen. And if you don't know what your gift is, you're still chosen. And when you work it out, even better, but when you work it out, you'll be chosen. If you think you are not even scratching the surface of how you could create your art, you're still chosen. I know this. I started from the bottom. Like I said, I, I started 12 years ago, and to be honest, by the grace of God, I don't even know how I got in this position. I, I studied business. I thought I was going to be a business guy, and somehow I ended up in the church in creativity, and I thought, I was chosen in business, but God moved me to the art world. And I started from the bottom, guys. And I, I accidentally showed you, but do you want to see my first album cover? This is my first album cover. It's pretty bad, eh? I'll let you know for the designers in the room, she's not actually at the beach, just in case you thought she was. It's actually photoshopped. Funny story. This was my first album I'd ever done. And to be honest, I thought I was doing a good job. We originally had this idea, like we thought it was really cool to shoot Miriam at the beach <laughs> next to the waves. We thought it'd be peaceful, but that day the swell was crazy and it was just bad. And when she saw the photos, she hated them and I didn't really know her. Like at, at the time, I still don't really actually know, her, but um, yeah, I didn't really know her and I'm showing these photos, and she was just not liking them, and she ended up saying, oh, I really like this photo of me. Maybe you can just Photoshop it, and that's how you got the cover that you see today, but, um, but yeah, it was the first time, and to be honest, like, even though I didn't think she liked it, I was so happy. Like, I felt so pumped. Like, it was the first thing I'd created that was on a shelf, you know, that someone could buy, and it felt so incredible for me, and, I remember when it arrived, like, in the office, like, after you'd send it to print, comes in, f- like, from the manufacturer, and so happy. I'm opening the box. I'm, it's like Christmas for me, and I call Miriam. I'm like, hey, the, the albums I here. Come get one. She comes in, and um, she comes to our office, and she opens the door, and she's been crying, and I'm like, oh, no, and I'm like, are you okay? And she's, like, kind of looks at the album, and it's just, like, this again, and I was like, she hates it. And I didn't know that well, so I just kind of hugged her, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And it was so awkward. But as she left, I was still kind of like chuffed, like thinking, well, still, it's my first album, you know. And then I'm looking through the booklet, like every page thinking, yeah, yeah. And then I see this, and I see the arm of the the guy that was helping us hold the piano in the waves. We forgot to use a shot without seeing his arm. It's the dude holding it. But that's where I started. That's where I started, guys. From the bottom. And to be honest, by the grace of God and by trying to grow my gift and by the, you know, just incre- incredible um, opportunities and, you know, trying my best, I've actually gotten better as an artist. But I started from the bottom. And I want to remind you if you feel at the bottom of your gift, it doesn't mean it's the end, because you're chosen. And if God's anointed you, you were chosen. Nothing's going to change that. It's really up to you to step into what you're chosen to. And so if Bezalel, like I said, like was chosen to make the Ark of the Covenant, there is something you were chosen for. With your creative gift, there's something you're chosen for. And I challenge you, ask God, pray some dangerous prayers. God, what am I chosen for? What is my gift for? And you watch. He'll open doors. I was praying in business, and he took me to the art world. I don't know what it will be for you, but you were chosen. It doesn't matter if you don't feel qualified, you were chosen. The next point, he was filled with the Spirit of God. It says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. Something is pretty amazing about this The first time it says, and I've checked this with theologians, the first time it says in the Bible he was filled with the Spirit of God was Bezalel. The first time. I'm sure Adam was anointed to name the animals. I'm sure there's other times, but it's significant when the Bible says for the first time that a person is filled with the Spirit of God. And he was an artist. I believe God wants to lay out his spirit on artists. I believe it. I think it's significant if in his word he is saying that he's, he's first going to feel an artist, that he wants to feel you. In your artistic gift, in your skill, he wants to pour out his spirit. The best ideas that come out of our team is when we actually pray, when we actually call out to God, when we ask his spirit to be in the room when we're dreaming. For me, my, my, my wife, she's, um, she's a morning person. She'll get up at 5 a.m., and she'll read four books of the Bible, read some commentary, drink a coffee, then re- listen to worship. And I'm not still in bed. That's what works for her. But for me, I love to pray. And most mornings, I'll walk the block and I'll just pray in tongues because sometimes I don't even know what to pray for, or if it's a project I'm working on, I'll pray, and I'll pray for the Spirit to lead us. And you know what? He does. That's the crazy thing. He actually wants to fill us with His Spirit. He did it in the Bible. He wants to do it with you. When you're, if you're a worship leader, when you come on Sunday, I dare you to get on your knees before a service. I dare you to ask God to fill you. He will. He will, because you know what? He actually cares. He cares about the single mom who's going to be at the back of the service, who's down and out, and needs a taste of the presence of God. So if you're willing to be filled with the Spirit of God, He will fill you, and you watch what He can do. One example for me, some of you might remember this album, United Zion. Um, This was an album which was an interesting tale for me. Um, Like I said with the one album... Some projects, they just they don't come simply. They don't. It requires a lot of sacrifice and a lot of prayer. And this one in particular, when we get a project um, coming to our office, sometimes it's a really good brief, and it's like, this is what we're thinking, these are the kind of moods, and, and it's really helpful. But sometimes it's just like, this is the title of the album. This was one of them. And I go, go, what's the title? Zion. And I'm like, Zion? Like, what's that? Like, I'm not as, like, rich in my theology. And I'm like, I think that's Jerusalem. Or I think it's, like, something to do with heaven. I started trying to read about it. And there were so many different things talking about Zion. And I'm thinking, it's something like Jerusalem. It's something like heaven. And I'm seriously thinking, am I going to design something like this? (laughs) And actually, ironically, when I first did this talk, that seemed so weird. But this is kind of cool now. So (laughs) maybe we could have done that. But anyway. But... To be honest, we couldn't land an idea and we weren't getting much feedback. And I think this was one of the first projects that I really was desperate because I was just feeling like I couldn't do it. Every idea was getting knocked back and I just felt desperate. And I started leaning on God. And I remember just praying and praying every day, like, God, give me ideas. God, fill me with your spirit. God, give us direction. And it was so simple. One day I'm driving in my car. And it's funny how when you ask God, he inspires you in the most random ways. And I'm driving, and it, the sun's setting, like the beautiful sunsets in Launceston, by the way. We're driving, and I'm heading towards where, I guess, east, because it's dark. And in my side mirror, it's reflecting the light. And when I saw that, I, I, I loved it. And the reason was is because Zion talks about where we're going, you know, in terms of heaven. But it also talks about Jesus coming in and and dying for our sins, and the fact that heaven is in us now, and that we have access to God. And I love that thought of a journey, that, you know, the opposite of this, that we would we could head to light, and we're reflecting our past as we head closer to Zion. And it's so simple, but I honestly believe that if I didn't care to pray, if I didn't care to ask God, that I wouldn't have seen the inspiration. And that was one simple thing, and just to, so you know what happened with the rest of the projects like so we got excited we we're like let's cut mirrors and blah 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 we we were going to come to Tasmania but it was cheaper to go to New Zealand at the time and we had a very small budget so we flew to New Zealand and at first we we're like what it's not working like it was cloudy we couldn't get the sunset and so again we felt like like I was like maybe I was dreaming like and I was just praying and praying and God like we we have one week left like give us help us. And like, again, it was gray the next day. And like, it kind of looks cool, but it just wasn't Zion, you know? It just wasn't what Zion was. And it's funny because we ran out of time and we're like, all right, we've got to head back to the airport. And we just knew there was one different way to go back to the airport. And we're like, let's take it. And we're driving and I was feeling a bit defeated because, you know, like I've been praying for so long and I, I wanted breakthrough. And as we're driving and praying, like we're just like God, please help us. We have a few hours left. We go around the corner, and I kid you not, it was that. And to me, in that moment, it was almost like all my prayers, and God had painted the sky just like that. I actually wrote a blog on this, and I I put a pin on Google Maps where it is in New Zealand. And every now and then, very like very rarely, but someone would go, hey. Guess what? I'm at this place, um, and they'll take a photo, but I've never seen the light on the mountains like that. And I honestly believe God, actually, I'm crazy enough to believe that God wants to create art with us, that He actually wants to fill us with His Spirit, that He wants to lead us, He wants to inspire us. And so I want to challenge you, understand that as artists, it's not just the pastor's job to understand Jesus, it's not just the, the pastor's job to be spiritually led. It's actually your job. Even more so, if the fact that the Bible says the first time someone is filled with the Spirit of God was an artist, we should be on the forefront. We should be on our knees. We should know the Word of God. We should know His presence. And we should know how to take the congregation to His presence. So I challenge you, be filled with the Spirit of God. That's what the album cover is today. And it was funny because... Um, we got back, and they wanted to kind of grade it, and I didn't want to because I'm like, I've worked so hard to, like, get this shot, and just the funny, I just thought it'd be funny to show you. I, I was like, I need people to know that I did this shoot because, you know, me and God did this together, and so those who still buy physical art would have seen on the back cover. I took a photo of the back of the mirrors because I just wanted people to know, for goodness sake, we did this. This is not photoshopped because a lot of people thought it was photoshopped, but anyway. But another thing, Bezalel didn't work alone. It says, I've appointed good luck, trying to say this, Oliab to help him. Also, I've given him the ability, I've given ability to all skilled workers to make everything I've commanded you. That's the thing that's really interesting about Bezalel. He wasn't alone. He actually had a team. You know, Moses was given the vision of the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, and then Bezalel was anointed as the lead designer, you know, the head designer. But he actually had a team to fulfill it. And we probably won't know their names, but they were also given responsibilities from God to make a place where he could dwell. And <clears throat> the thing I love about the church is, and especially creatives, I love speaking to creatives, because in this room tonight, there are so many different creatives. You know, the team that were up here tonight, you know, Ben was saying he doesn't even lead worship, but he's a creative, you know, there's every way that you are made is different and unique. Like, I don't know if you understand that. You're not just the same as the person next to you. Turn to the person next to you and say, I am not the same as you. <laughs> but you you are so uniquely designed, so uniquely gifted, so uniquely chosen, so uniquely you un- un- everything about you is so unique so unique. And so as a team, as a church, you all have a place in this creative world. We actually all need each other. A good example for this, um, I got to see this building when I was on a trip once. It's it's called the uh, Niteroya, it's really hard to say, Niteroya Art Centre. And it's phenomenal. And Josh Fair would love this because he's an architect. But it's it's this crazy building on a cliff. And a lot of people look at this building and they're like, they're like wow, like, look at that. And they're like, who's the artist? Like, who's the designer? Or, or for a lot of people in the, in the country, they, they know the artist. They're like, oh, it's Oscar Nehemiah. He's like this famous designer. But the crazy thing is when I look at this, yes, the artist has incredible design and techniques for sure. But do you know what's more amazing to me? The engineers, right? The fact that an engineer could find a way to make that happen. And then maybe think about the people who constructed it. Like, and then maybe the cement, the people that had to make the cement and the wires. There is so many layers to that, to that building. And I think that's sometimes like this room today. All of you have a gift. All of you have a gift to build the church. All, you, all of you have a gift to bring the presence of God to Launceston. And you actually need each other. And maybe you're not the Oscar Nehemiah right now where everyone's like, oh, Oscar Nehemiah. But in God's eyes, you are Oscar Nehemiah. You're all Oscar Nehemiah. And so I want to remind you, if Beaselow had a team, you need to be a team. And I've recently been reading a lot about It's funny how you like zoom in on something in the Bible and you start to see it a lot through the Bible. Has anyone had that? Well, I've been reading a lot about choruses and um, melodies and there's a lot of times in the Bible it talks about a chorus. And I read this verse the other day, and I thought it was just an amazing picture. It said, Then we'll be a choir, not our, not our voices only, but our very lives, singing in harmony in a stunning anthem to God and Father of our Master Jesus. That's the picture of this room today. You are a choir. Jesus is the conductor. You are a choir, and your job is to sing in harmony and why sing in harmony? So that those who walk in the room can, can find the presence of God, lead them to the presence of God in your art, in your design. And because I've been like honing in on this idea of choir, I I don't know why, but as an artist, I love to read different things that are not about art around a certain thing. And so I, I find myself kind of looking at um, scientific articles. And so I started looking at scientific articles about choir. And the crazy thing is... Um, I don't know why I had that photo, just I needed a slide to get to this point, but there's a choir, but um, anyone watched the Royal Wedding, stand by me, that was pretty cool, Um, okay, think of that choir, right, beautiful harmony, well, this scientific study in Sweden, they did a study on a choir um, for a a few weeks, and they put them all, I don't know what they're called, I don't, Andrew's not here to tell me the names of things, but like the, the things that check your heart rate and plug them all in. Anyway, so they're testing these these guys singing in a choir, and the craziest thing that they found in this research is that when a choir is singing in harmony, their hearts synchronize. Their hearts beat together. Isn't that a crazy picture? You need to understand in this creative community in this church, you need to beat your heart together. You need to come together with your gifts as a team. Sing in harmony Trust your leaders. Sometimes leaders don't make sense. Sometimes my leaders don't make sense to me. But it's better to have harmony because when you have a harmony, your heart beats together. And I hope that's a picture that's, that can help somebody. Next point. Another thing about Bezalel, um, which I kind of touched on, but he dwelled in human creation. Like he dealt, I'm not talking, he, it's his creation, but he dwelled in something a human created. That's what to me is that not wild to anyone else and then when you think about it he actually dwells in the songs we bring on a sunday he dwells in art i was thinking about this i'll just read this verse so we can be on point but then it said then have then have them make a sanctuary for me i will dwell among them have them make a sanctuary." he's talking to humans have them make something for me so i can dwell it's mind-blowing. He dwelled in Bezalel's creation, and he dwells in all, I believe, creativity. And the reason I know that is when you open your Bible, you know, you get revelation, right? You get, sometimes you read something, you can be going down and out, and it's like the scripture yells to you, and it's your, it's, it's almost like your lifeline sometimes, you know. The scripture is like that, like it's your lifeline. And the crazy thing is, guys, it's ink on paper. That's what it is. But it's the presence of God that dwells in the ink and paper. He can dwell in your gift. He can dwell in your melodies. He can dwell in your voice. He can dwell in your art. On pixels on a screen, on ink on paper, he can use it for his glory. One of my favorite campaigns we get to be a part of is Cross Equals Love. And um, we do one simple thing. Um, we do a lot of things for Cross Seekers Love, but one simple thing we, we will do every year. Some years we do crazy things like fireworks that don't work the way we wanted, but we'll try again. But one thing we always do is we make these little invite cards and we, we give them to our church and we say, go out and love people, like buy someone a flowers and leave a card. And we change it up every year. And um, a couple years ago, we did this campaign, which was um, we try to write love notes from heaven. And so we did this card that says, I'm madly in love with you. And um, our pastor in our, one of our campuses, he, every Easter, gets his little girls. He has four of them, which is crazy. But he takes his little girl with e- girls with Easter eggs, and they go to every door, and they knock, and they leave a chocolate egg and a card like this. Anyway, so he does this every year, and, and one year he's going along, and he knocks on this door, and this lady with um, silver hair, this beautiful old lady, opens the door. This is how he told me. And she goes, "I've been waiting for you." And he's like, oh, "Okay." And he doesn't remember all their names, and he's like trying to remember her name. He's like, "She's like, I got a question for you. Can you come inside?" And he's like, "Oh, okay." So he leads, lead, she leads him inside, and she actually takes him to his hallway and then into her bedroom. And next to her bed is this card. And it's next to her her side, like a side bed table thing. And um, she picks it up. And he said it would look like it was all crumpled, like she holds it. And he goes, she goes, I've been waiting all year. I've been looking at this card. And I was wondering, is it what I'm meant to be saying? Like, am I meant to be saying I'm madly in love with you, Jesus? Or is that saying Jesus is madly in love with me? And the pastor's like, well, you can say it, but it is how God sees you. And she grabbed that card, held it to her heart with the biggest smile, and said, I hoped so. I hope so. Guys, we are not musicians at, um, magicians at Hillsong. It is paper with ink, but God can dwell. It's not God, it's not us that made her feel like that. It's actually the presence of God. He can dwell in smoke in the sky. He can dwell in sand on a beach. He can. He can call the lost home with sand on the beach. He can dwell on a billboard. He can dwell in pixels on Instagram. He can. I believe it because His Word says it. And I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen the story. So I challenge you in your gift. Don't just see it, oh, I'm just making something look good. Oh, I'm just trying to make this sound good. Understand you are actually creating something where the presence of God wants to dwell. And I believe he wants to make signposts that send people home. I think about the other day, I was thinking about how um, Facebook, I think it's like 3 billion people now. 3 billion. I don't even think people think about digital missionaries, but where are the digital missionaries? I feel we have a place there. He can dwell across languages. You know, we, one of the amazing things is as our church has gotten bigger, these campaigns have gone all over the world. He can dwell in chalk dust. This is a funny story. We um, always want to reach our city, and we try and think of new ideas. And this campaign, we were like, what if we give this whole church a stick of chalk? And people were like, you're crazy. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we can. We can. I'm always kind of a bit optimistic. Sometimes I'm not when I'm grumpy, but that day I was. <laughs> and, um, and I told a few people, I'm like, we're going to get a quote. And he goes away, comes back a few days later, and they're like, we've got a price back. You won't believe how much. I'm thinking, oh, gosh, it's too expensive. I'm a dreamer. And he goes, it's $90 for 35,000 sticks of chalk. (laughs) $90. (sighs) So the crazy thing is we're like, let's do it. So that year we get chalk, give it out to the whole church. We're like, go and write Cross Eagles Love. Go and evangelize. What we didn't think about the fact is vandalism. (laughs) So that year, you know, like this photo is iconic to me, but this people wrote it on the road, which is great because it washes away. But youth were like, "Oh, like, yes, let's do it." They went to shopping centers and they started writing on shopping walls and like in supermarkets. So what? Even though it cost us ninety dollars, the amount of fines we got for vandalism was not in budget. So then the next year, I was like, "Guys, we can't do it again. Like, even if we set parameters, someone's gonna go crazy." And so, you know, back on the other thing, I remember, and I, as always, I'm like, God, give us ideas. Or if I... I don't even know what to pray. I will just pray in tongues. And it's funny that, like, that week we're trying to find a new idea. I'm walking down the street and I see um, this lady cleaning her driveway, like a high-pressure water cleaner. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like making a pattern. Like, as she cleans it, it's like you can see the difference. And I was like, brilliant. So the next year... We got stencils and we cleaned the city and we didn't get in trouble. Guys, it's amazing. But honestly, guys, he can dwell in a clean footpath. He can dwell in chalk dust. You need to believe it because he will. And I challenge you, get spirit-filled, get spirit-led and allow him to dwell in your gift. He wants to use it. Next thing about Bezalel... He was willing to work hard. He was willing to give his best. It says, um, to make artistic designs for working gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Man, that's a big task. I know like it's just like reading scripture. it's like, oh, gold, silver, bronze, like it sounds. But think about it, okay? He has to work with gold. He has to work with silver, different kind of metal. Now he has to work with bronze, different kind of metal again. He has to cut, he has to set stones, he has to work with wood, and he has to engage in all kinds of other crafts. And who knows how many crafts have been shoved in there. That's a lot of work. What I get from this is I actually believe Bezalel was willing to work hard. He was actually willing to give his best. And maybe that's why God decided to choose him, because he's willing to give his best. I think we need to bring our best. I think the only reason that my albums still don't look like Miriam um, Webster's is because I was willing to keep trying my best. And I challenge you in your gift, whatever it is, if you're a writer, keep going, keep trying, find time to exercise, read words that you've never read before. If you're a songwriter, keep going, get better, get better, bring your best, work hard. Because I actually believe when we do, he comes through. Um, like wonder, like we just talked about, you know, You see the end product, and I think sometimes a lot of us can see in the creativity that we love, we see the end result. Like, if you're a songwriter, you might hear a song, you're like, wow, that's a jam. Like, I don't know if you say that, but like, you'd be like, (laughs) something like that. But, But I think, never forget the story behind it, because like Ben alluded to, like, we had 500 covers. Like, in that, my team had to bring their best. And to be honest, it could be doomed to failure, but we got there, you know? We were willing to fail and try again and try again. You need to learn to have stamina and get better and bring your best. And you know what? That's the best thing when you do it for God. You know, sometimes it's really hard when you're working for someone and, or working for this person or who knows who, who you answer to. Sometimes it can be tough. But the thing is, is when you do it unto the Lord, it doesn't matter who you do it for. And you should look at it as your gift, as an offering, as worship. You know, one amazing story that I've got to be a part of is um, no other name. It was an incredible campaign and project and um, one of the, my most favorite to work on. And I think it, one of my favorites is because it actually proved to me that when I bring my best, God will do the rest. And He honestly will. Guys, I, I'm not just saying little quotes to make us feel good. He will. If you give your all to God, if you if you really trust Him, if you really give it your all, He will come through. If you have budding dreams that you've had in your heart since you were a little boy or a little girl, He will fulfill them. If you keep on pressing into Him, if you keep on working on your gift, He will. But this story for us, what again? You don't ne- you never know the backstory, which is. Sometimes I wish people saw the backstory because then they would maybe appreciate your effort. But this was going to be the album cover. So we worked on this for four weeks, believe it or not. We built this stained glass house. The album was going to be called This I Believe. And, you know, we we built this house from scratch. And we thought it was a cool idea because we thought, let's do a modern day stained glass window. Because stained glass windows have really cool... Um, history about them. They were designed, actually, so the illiterate could understand the gospel. They're pictures of the gospel. And we were like, that's cool. Let's like do a representation of that. So we finish it after four weeks of building this thing, shooting it, about to go to print. And we get told, actually, we've got a new song. And sorry, guys, we're going to call it No Other Name. And I remember thinking at the time, like, that's all right. We'll just slap No Other Name on it. No one will ever know. (laughs) But then I actually thought about it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I actually, this is worship, and I'm going to bring my best. And I'm not talking about doing things that are stupid and driving yourself into a stress attack. I'm actually saying bringing worship, not just ticking a box and going, God, how can I glorify you? And so I thought about it, and me and my team, we brainstormed, and I I don't even know who on the team got to it. And sometimes our our dreaming sessions can go a bit like crazy dreaming, and I love when we do that. But we land on this idea of Times Square because we're like, you know, this is the one place where every name wants to be famous. Like the, the brands want to be the famous, the best shows, the best artists. Everyone wants to be number one. And that's why they pay millions of dollars to have these logos. And we thought, you know what? If, if we really believe that Jesus' name is bigger than any other name, imagine if we could like cover all the logos with no other name. Seemed ambitious. I wasn't grumpy that week. So I was like, let's do it. Um... And so due to time differences and um, the small budget we had, we, we were like, let's just try. You just never know what God can do. So for the next few nights, me and um, some of my team would take turns calling agencies through the night. And we got thrown from this person to that person, this person. And it was looking a bit like it's not going to happen until we found this one guy who's like, actually, I can kind of, I know this guy and this guy, and I can probably give you like six or seven screens, but the thing is, it's going to be three in the morning, and when no one's around, it's going to be for like 10 minutes, because our budget was pretty small, and so we're like, let's do it, wasn't grumpy, um, <laughs> so we, we, we go to New York, and you know, because that album concept previously had failed, we're like, we really didn't have much time left, and so it was kind of like, we go, and we do our best, and we're going to come home with an album cover, and we get there, and because um, we, we, it's 3 in the morning, there's no one around, so we gathered probably about the same amount of people in this room, and we're like, from our Hillsong, New York campus, we're like, hey, come down to Times Square at 3 a.m. We need to do a shoot. We need it to look like people's there, because no one's there, because <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors, guys, <laughs> and they agreed to do it. So we're there, and um, it's like, I think it was like 10 to 3, and we're all like kind of in positions. We move people around to look like they're tourists and things like that. I know it's funny now I think about it, but we had um, camera crew ready, and we're like, sweet, few minutes, everybody ready, cool, cool, cool. Hits 3 o'clock, nothing happens. I was like, what? I swear he said 3 I'm like, try and check my emails. I'm like, it does say three, but maybe he thought 3.10 and maybe it's on a 10-minute cycle or something. So I'm like, guys, it's 3.10, don't worry, take a two-minute break, blah, blah, blah. 3.10, waiting, 3.10 comes, nothing. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what's going on. Um, I think it's like 3.30, okay? It's 3.30, take a break, <laughs> do that. Nothing happened. And then we're like, uh, the final show for me was, like, must be 4 a.m. I must have just got it wrong, or maybe it's time difference, maybe it's daylight saving, like, who knows? So I'm like, guys, it's 4, and a few people left, a few people started going home, and I'm like, please stay. And people looking at me are like, this guy's crazy. Like, I'm, we're here at 3 a.m., it was freezing cold, and I'm like, wait, wait, it's coming. Like, they're going, this guy's crazy, because it's not like they actually knew me. Like, I was just, like, someone from Sydney, Hillsong. Anyway, so... um. So we're waiting, and at 4 a.m., it didn't happen. And I remember thinking that moment, like, this guy must be a joke. Like, I must have been scammed by some dude. I've read it into it, and I felt so discouraged. I was so bummed because I'd spent all the budget we had left. We had a few days left, and I'm just like, I've just, I failed. Like, I failed. And I was going home, and I remembered, like, just walking and kind of feeling angry. And I felt God really like stir my spirit that like, don't you like trust me? Like, don't you believe that I can do the impossible? And I was like fighting it because I'm like, no, you can't. You just prove that you can't. Like, But then I really felt like to give it to God. And I knew that to that point, I'd actually given it my best. I'd done an album cover for four weeks and it failed. And then I spent all night trying to call these things. I had brought everything I had to that moment, and it failed. And I felt that God was like, I can do it. I can do it. You've done your best. You, you do it in your strength. You you can't do it in your strength. I can do it in my strength. And I realized in that moment that He's faithful. And so I prayed. I went to the hotel, and I'm like, God, I don't want to Photoshop this, you know. I don't want to just put no other name on signs and say, that's a cool statement. Like, I, I want you to use this. And I've I've probably overworked. I've probably gone beyond working hard. Like, I, I wasn't bringing my best. I was probably being stupid at how hard I was working. But I just laid it down, and I just go, God, this is yours. I've done everything I can. I trust you. And I go to sleep, and the crazy thing is I wake up in the morning, and my, call, my phone had, like, um, like, something like 13 missed calls. And I was like, whoa, like, hang on a second. Who's calling me? I don't know this number. And I call it, and it's the guy. That, like the advertising agency, and I'm like, okay, firstly, you're real, this is a good thing. <laughs> and um, his first thing he says to me, like I must've been really angry in my like voicemails when I was like, where are you? Like blah, 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 because he wasn't answering through the night. And um, he's like, first thing he says to me, hey, please don't sue us. And I'm like, oh yes, that's right. And I'm thinking in my head, it's America. No, I won't, I won't sue you. I won't sue you, maybe I will. And um, try to sound all tough. And he goes, he goes look, please don't. He goes, look, we'll, we've got another arrangement. He goes, here, here's what we'll do. We'll give you 27 screens and we'll give it to you for an hour. You pick the hour. And I said to him, what is the busiest hour? And he, I think it was 8 p.m. And I'm, I'm like, he's like, 8 p.m. I'm like, 8 p.m. it is. So the next night at 8 p.m. in Times Square, this is what happened. Like there's some other shots to show a few angles. It was actually hard to capture it all because it was there were so many screens saying no other name. And you know what? I actually believe in that journey. You know, like it's not about working your stealth to the ground. It's not about that. But you need to bring your best if you want God to do the rest. You have to. You have to be willing to, to be disciplined, to hone in on your gift, to work hard, because there's people on the other lot, on the other side who are waiting. To find jesus the amazing thing about this story more to me than what you see the album cover is you know we got the shot within five minutes it was awesome and we didn't need a rent a crowd because there were so many people walking around like even the police were on horses looking at it for goodness sake but so we're done and like it was there for an hour and um what a lot of people don't know is like it had to be video so It was no other name, and then after, like, five seconds, it would fizzle out, and it would say Jesus on every single thing, and then it would go back to no other name. So I'm, like, walking around and just taking it in. I think I even went to Starbucks for a minute because I kind of got over it, like, just... Because Times Square is a bit hectic. But um, So I'm just standing around, and there's, like, a few people, and I'm just kind of listening to conversations, and there's, like, a couple, and they're, like... There's one person that was pretty funny. He's like, no other name. He's like, is that Kanye's new album? Like... (laughs) But there was like this one couple, and they're turning to each other, and they're like trying to work out no other name, and like talking about it, and then it says Jesus, and they're like, Jesus, no other name. There's no other name than Jesus, and they started talking about Jesus, and that was just one couple. And you know what? I think God cared more about us having a cool album cover. I actually, cared. He actually cared about reaching people in that city. And I actually believe, as creatives, if you're willing to work hard at your gift, if you're willing to f- to be filled with the Spirit, to be desperate for God to use you, to lay down your gift, that He actually wants to use you, but not just for you. He wants to use it to reach the lost. He wants to reach Launceston. He wants to reach Tasmania. And like I said at the start of this message, creativity is so, so, so powerful. I don't think you understand the gift that you hold. It is so precious. It is so precious to God. It is so precious to the world. Use it. If Apple can make billboards that make you want an iPod, we should make billboards that make people want Jesus. If Taylor Swift can write a song that makes people feel happy and light, we should make songs that call to people to fall to their knees to Jesus. I believe it. My final thing, and I've sorry, I've gone over time, but that's the album cover today. But this is the crazy thing, guys. Bezalel's name. When I looked it up, I was like, shut the boat. No, shut the gate. Shut the gate. (laughs) Sorry. You can't shut a boat. (laughs) His name, his name means shadow of God. Think about that for a moment. His name means shadow of God. I think there's something we can learn from that. I actually think we need to get in the shadows of Jesus. And what does it mean to be in the shadows? It actually means the spotlight is on him. I took this photo of my wife this is Brooklyn. But the crazy thing is, is if you show me this photo, I would know it's my wife. Why would I know it's my wife? Because I know her. I, have, I do life with her. I have intimacy with her. I'm not being in, in that bad way or anything, but like, I know her. I know her body. I know her hair. I know her. I feel like that's how we need to be with God. Not my wife, but like, you need to see God's shadow that you know it. That you know his shadow. And there's so much in that, like in His shadow, there is rest. In His shadow, there is comfort. There is shadow, it blocks you from the light, from, from, you know, the uncomfort of the light. There's so much in it. And I just want to finish with that, with that last thought is that as a creative, I challenge you, get into the shadows of God because He can use you powerfully. Amen? Can I pray for you? Well, Jesus, I thank you for this amazing group of people. I thank you, Lord, that every single one in this room is chosen by you, that every single one in this room has a gift designed by you. And I pray, Lord, that they will find a new new desperation for your presence, a new desperation for their spirit. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name that you pour out a new gift on this, this room, that you stir up the creative gift in this room, that not just for this church but for the city of Launceston, That, Lord God, you will use their gifts and talents to draw the lost unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.